This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. And I am going to go out and just make a broad statement right now. I think the movie that we watched today, I think it has, is, I think this has been my favorite movie of the entire time of doing this podcast. Really? Wow. Wow. I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a big swing for Hallmark. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think there's a lot to unpack with this movie, and a lot. They, they definitely they they took some huge strides here. I would yeah. say it was my favorite movie, but it, um, yeah, yeah. I I, I I absolutely give them credit for going out of their comfort zone, very actively going out of their comfort zone with this movie. And I kind of think this is the way, because you know how like all these different people are jumping ship to go to that new network. Mm-hmm. I kind of think this is their way of saying bye, bitches. Bye. Yeah, it was just, we're recording this on Tuesday, April 19th, and it was announced today that Candace Cameron Bure is going to GAC with a movie deal, and she's going to be an executive at the network in some capacity. Oh, wow. We know how that's going to go. Well, it's it's executive in name only. It's sort of like when uh, you know every big music superstar used to have a record deal where they could sign their own acts to their own label. Is they call it a vanity deal? Yeah, but you know she's you know she's she's she and that brother of hers are are Bible banging. Nothing wrong with the Bible, but you know yeah, yeah you, you know they're that. And Kirk is banging. much loonier than Candace though. Yeah. Oh, because remember that movie he had about the rapture. Oh, is that yeah. her brother? Who, who are we talking about? Her oh, camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is the woman, the woman who's in Full House, right? And yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah, and her brother's Kirk Cameron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is saying bad. I know we have all kinds of f- f- fans out there, so. Well, and no, no, in no, fairness, she said, did oh. a lot of good Hallmark movies. She did one of my favorite yeah. movies that we've ever watched, which which was uh, Shoe Addict's Christmas. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. I agree. And I'm With sure Christian the people. Brew. Yeah. And I'm sure the people who, and this is like, you know, it's not a knock on religion at all, because, but I'm sure the people who happen to be religious, who listen to this podcast, are not the same kind of religious that Kurt Cameron is. You know, you can, you can, be, you can be religious and not. Well, I, yeah, I, I think there's extreme levels of, of any way of viewing the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Remember that weird movie Kirk Cameron's in? It was called Listen to Me. And he was like, no. him and Jamie, him and Jamie Gertz are on a debate team. And their teacher is Roy Scheider. And, and, and Kirk Cameron has this accent that keeps, he keeps, keeps changing through the movie. He's got like some kind of Southern accent that he's back to being a California accent. And 
Uh, it, just, it wasn't very good. <laughs> Jamie Gertz. Oh, oh, yeah, that billionaire. Yeah, I got yeah. to pass for her. Yeah, like, for her. Like, Jamie Gertz is the type of actress, like, she, like, it's only if she feels, she could only work, you know, only she if she feels care. like it. <laughs> two words, Jamie Gertz, second husband. Right here. Here, I added two more words. Fitzpatrick. Thank no, I don't want to discourage their marriage. Let's let's not do that. But okay. but but yeah, this movie, like I, you know, I, I like this movie, and we'll get into it just because it wasn't contrived. Everything that happened happened organically, pretty much. Well, except that last thirty seconds where the guy the guy burst through the door, like hello, Frisco. The guy, man, he's like the Kool-Aid man, smashing through the door. I was like, whoa. I was about to, to turn on my computer. I thought the movie was over. And all of a sudden, like this, this flamboyant character. It was like the end of Carrie. Did I miss something at the end of the movie? Did you miss the movie? I don't it's know just, what like, you're like, talking about. Oh, you must have turned off the movie. Like It's like the last no. 30 seconds. This guy like crashes through the wall like he's that big orange Warner Brothers character that <laughs> – is this, a is this a character that had been in the movie before that point? No. It's like this guy just just shows up. He's like, I'm sorry I'm late for the movie. Because I, so I was watching it on demand. Uh, like I hadn't recorded, but it was on demand. And it, it sort of ended as the credits started. And I thought, oh, sometimes the on-demand just cuts it off because it's recording it from the actual broadcast. Uh, so no, I just this, assumed yeah. that happened. But I, I didn't, didn't see anything in the last 30 seconds. That, this guy, well, he was like, the editor. Like, it's, it's like, the, you know, everything kind of happens. Everything's settled. And like, they're closing the door. And all of a sudden, like, someone pushed it. Hello, I'm here. And it's the guy. And he's the, the book editor. And there's and a reason for him to show up. Yeah, there is. involved. It's like they had to pack so much of this movie. Even the last like ten seconds, they packed this guy in. So this movie yeah. was stuffed. It was a little overstuffed with in terms of like what they were yeah. trying to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That I will. That it was. Yeah. But well, there's there's some groundbreaking stuff, and at least three things that are pretty pretty groundbreaking but, in this. But movie. what I like about the movie, without revealing yet, is the things that they had going on, the movie just happened to be about that. It wasn't like, this is a movie where this is, and like they, like if you would have watched the commercial, you would have never known any of that was happening. Yeah. And so I kind of like that. Well, I will say of all the Hallmark movies we've ever seen, this is the one that had the, the richest backstory and texture to characters I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually thought some of the, like the speeches kind of like, you're you're usually kind of corny, but they were actually kind of sweet. Yeah. In this movie, you know? So, so, so my prediction for Hallmark is there's going to be more movies like this. Um, you know, the the wedding veil movies was kind of like the, the introducing us to the three new current reigning Hallmark divas that was basically passing the baton to them. So, you know, uh, uh, Queen Lacey, Sammy and Autumn, they're, you know, they're Mm -hmm. being handed the baton. And I think that's kind of, what's going on oh yeah they're absolutely saying okay this is what we're investing in moving forward 
and then I told you guys that, and I, I think it's, if it hasn't started, it started soon. They're having, cause you know how they have like Hallmark, Hallmark movies and mysteries. They're having another channel, Hallmark Mahogany, where it's all going to be, uh, it's going to be African-American based movies and it's, it's going to be an African-American brand. I don't believe that's a channel. So the Hallmark card brand already makes mahogany cards which are cards targeted at an African-American audience. So they're using that brand as a way of launching movies under that banner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you know, it's obvious, though, that they're actively, like, transitioning. Yes. Mm. Which, you know, so, you know, they'll be, they'll be GIC for, you know... Make America Great Again, and then Hallmark is... I actually think we're giving GAC too much time on this show. And the reason I say that is that if this channel had come out 10 years ago, I would say, okay, they're spending all this money to bring all this talent over. That that makes business sense. They're trying to, to capture Hallmark's audience. GAC isn't on nearly the number of cable uh, providers that Hallmark is. Hallmark is pretty much widely available. Any cable provider carries them. GAC uh-huh. is on like a third. And if you look at their ratings, they they don't even make a dent in what Hallmark is doing. Oh, I haven't even looked. Yeah. Would we, um, would we consider covering a GAC movie or should we be... <gasps> loyal to Hallmark. I, I, I would say if it becomes enough of a thing, we could certainly do it. I just don't personally think that it's it's even a blip on the radar. Right. Yeah. We could wait. It's sort of like, you know, you remember like wait when the TV, now, you know, it used to be like ABC, CBS, and NBC, and then there was this tiny little network called Fox. Like, this is year one of Fox yeah. Network competing against the big boys. And, and, and and you know me, yeah. I'm a sucker for twins, twins switching identities, makeover movies, Prince movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, Under the Cherry Moon. <laughs> I said that before on the show. The Prince movie, Under the Cherry Moon. Saturday <laughs> times. Um, I had to tell a family, fr- I told a family friend about this podcast and she said, did you see those Veil movies? I'm like, yeah, everyone. humiliated. <laughs> So embarrassed. She's like, "You're real romantic, aren't you?" I was like, "It's for podcasts." Oh, look at you, Kurt. It's a friend of the family. She's known me. I've known her since I was a baby. But still, like, maybe you, maybe you want to get that out there, though that 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 you do oh, watch maybe. Hallmark movies and that you're a romantic, and maybe oh, you know. I got to work some angle. <laughs> well, speaking of angle. Uh, you got any Black China news? Doing a piece oh, yeah. of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. All right, here's from the Daily News, so it's got to be real. Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, banned from Kardashian trial after slamming that family on Instagram. She laid her cards on the table. Black China's mother, Tokyo Tony, slammed them in an Instagram live video shortly after sitting across from them in court on Monday. In real life, they look scary. Tony, whose legal name is Shalana Hunter, or Shalana, said in the video, it's just so sad. Tony was in court with her daughter on Monday, but was noticeably absent Tuesday after the video. The Kardashians' lawyer asked the judge to 
bar Tony from the courtroom. And the judge agreed, according to TMZ. China 33 is suing Chris, Kim, and Khloe Kardashian, along with Kylie Jenner, for defamation. She says the Kardashian crew, and they spell crew with a K, inspired to cancel, uh, con- conspired to cancel her show with ex-boyfriend Rob Kardashian on E! Network, Rob and China, after they broke up. Chris, Kim. Chloe and Kylie all showed up for jury selection Monday, so they got to listen to prospective jurors roast their famous family. One man <laughs> even made a comment about Kim's infamous sex tape with Ray J. I don't think they were the best role models, a woman said. I would let my daughter watch anything involving them. Tony was not so pol- polite in her Instagram video. Chloe was shaking her head, at, her head at everything every juror said. Are you all right? Tony rhetorically asked. Did you have some Xanax or something before you got there? <laughs> Despite many potential jurors' uh, feelings about the Kardashian family, a full jury. By the way, I could probably be on this jury because I never watched their stupid show. Anyway, a full jury was selected. Oh, but then I get Black China. A full jury was selected on Tuesday. TMZ reported China, whose whose legal name is Angela White, first fled the lawsuit back. First filed the lawsuit back in 2017. The Kardashians tried without success to either have the suit thrown out or to settle it. Courtney Kardashian and Kendall Jenner were initially named in China's complaint that were removed during the legal process. And that's it. So I don't know if you remember, I told you a few weeks ago that I had jury duty coming up and I had joked about, wouldn't it be funny if I, I, I were in the jury pool for this particular trial? So uh, I ended up having my jury service last week. I had to postpone it back when my mom had passed away. And when I was downtown Los Angeles for uh, for jury duty last week, the 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 case that I was going to be on, uh, they they had a very very large pool of people to the point where there there were people that like work for the courthouse are like oh that those are pretty high numbers that's that's they're looking through a lot of people and it was taking several hours I I ended up getting released from that but there was also a bunch of camera crews that were staked out outside the courthouse so I don't know. If I was in that pool, but I do know that the case that I potentially was going to be on, they were asking questions of, are we triggered by uh, anything involving domestic violence? Oh, it probably was. So, like, how weird would that have been? Like, Like, I I just wanted to be in the jury selection process where the judge asks if you are uh, familiar with the case or if you have opinions. And I'd be like, I literally do a podcast where we do Black China News every week. So yeah, you you totally get out of that. And then, yeah, but that'd be fun too. But they don't, and they would all be there because they they have to yeah. sit there during jury selection. I don't so think they, they have to. I think their lawyers do. I, I don't think they have to. Well, they, they just said that, that article. They just said that they did. No, well, you I, can, I, I think you can. You I think you can, but I yeah. don't think that the the uh, families have to sit there for that. Because yeah, I've gone to jury duty, but I've never even made it that far. I did once. No, no, I did it. I did twice actually. I did like, like when I was like twenty twenty two, I did it, and I, I actually had to go in. Then I was, then maybe like ten, fifteen years ago, I did it again. I haven't had it in a long time. Knock on wood. The funny thing is, though, when I lived in West Hollywood, I got jury summonses all the time. But now I don't. Knock on wood. Hmm. No, I got it. In, I got it in Brooklyn. I had to be there for like a couple of days. And then they told us all to go home because there was going to be an event where, where we were all had to, had to wait. Like, okay, everybody, jury duty's over. We have some a, a prom coming in or something. It's like, fine with me. But um, 
I, I am ready, though, to hear about uh, China's outfits, like the outfit rundowns. I think that we'll hear yes. those once the, the once they get into the actual trial. I want her to wear pantsuits and buns and, and like, faux glasses. Buns? Like hair buns. Oh, okay. Yeah, bun, bun, you know, like a Princess Leia, but one of them. <laughs> because I think that she's got to try oh. to, like, be a little understated or her version of understated. Yeah. Yeah, you want you want to be respectful to the court. Yes. So the girls have to be kind of covered up. Yeah. But I'm Well, I'm, we'll see. Yeah. We'll definitely be covering it. Any piece of news that comes across my comes across the news desk we'll be covering. Yes. Yes, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to what to what you have to report, Kurt. And I'm curious to hear how that metal pole is going to morph and what it's going to morph into. Oh, yeah. They'll probably bring it into the the courtroom as evidence. Right. Actually, they might, yeah. (laughs) Probably will. Could you imagine? And then, like, you know, they're like, wait a minute, is that all? They made it sound like it was like a seven-foot-tall... You know, that it, ha- it was going to have to be brought in on, like, a truck or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe it does. You know, and a, tra- a tractor is going to have to bring it in. Well, <laughs> shall we start the movie? Yeah, we have, we have a, lot to un- a lot to unpack here yeah. with Love Classified. So I knew that this was going to be a good movie because it started out in New York and it started out with a voiceover. Well, also, let, let's talk about the cast a little bit, because the, the star of the movie was Melora Hardin. It, yes. So if you don't know who that is, probably best known recently as Jan from The Office, uh, but known in the 80s, she was cast in Back to the Future as uh, Marty's girlfriend. What's her name? Jennifer? She was cast mm-hmm. in the movie... Yeah. And was then subsequently fired after Eric Stoltz was fired because she was like basically too tall against Michael J. Fox. So they had to cast a different actress. Wow. Everybody's tall against Michael J. Fox. Yeah. But wait a minute. So she, this, this is the woman who played the, yeah, this, this is the older woman in the movie then. Yeah. I, I yeah. The mother. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, and she was, she, I, I did hear that story, but I didn't know who, who the actress was who. Yeah. Yeah. But then Fires, on on the office, yeah. Michael Scott the she was like the regional manager or something. She was like above Michael, and then they ended up having an okay. affair, and then they were living together for a while. Oh, I didn't see that. Hmm. And then it's also difficult. in this movie is an actor named Max Lloyd Jones who played Zach in the movie, and oh. Max, I uh, used to be a coworker with Max. <gasps> really? Yeah, he. Uh, wow. The, the tour company I managed back when I first started there, he was a, a tour guide there. And yes, then I, I ended up like becoming his boss for like half a second. But yeah, he, he worked there for a little while. He's cute. Yeah, he's very was cute. Was he that cute then? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. Wow. He's very cute. I, I hope that packed. he is. I hope he's. I hope that he's like now in the Hallmark Man rotation. Maybe. I mean, he got billing, which I think is a promising sign. Like when they were saying who's in the movie, they said his name in the promo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Well, he and he, big and he is Canadian, yeah. so he'll get work from Hallmark. And he was good. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he actually good. was really good in the movie. Yeah, actually, yeah. I gotta say the acting in this movie for the most part was was pretty good. It was legitimately good. Yeah. Yeah. And that Frankie woman was a freaking adorable. <laughs> yeah. And the and Taylor was really attractive too. Oh, she was more traditionally right, attractive. Kurt. I'm yeah. going to be interested to get, as a straight man, I'm going to be interested yeah, I, to get your opinions about this. Yes, yes, I will be providing that commentary. But I'm just saying that Taylor was was really hot, but traditionally hot. But this, Frankie was a very, very interesting and, and, and hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting looking. <laughs> um, yeah. So how about that for a unique take on the situation? There'll be more of that as yeah. we get into it. Right. So... <laughs> so so yeah, so we see New York. We have a voiceover. The voiceover—that's not always a good sign because that happens in those Sex in the City uh, things, and that's 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 not. Uh, how that's, that's, that's dare you? How <laughs> dare you, Kirk Fitzpatrick? And by the way, and just like that, did not have a voiceover. Oh, doesn't she host a podcast? Who Jennifer? Uh, um, uh, Jennifer. Uh, Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker, Parker. Yeah. yeah. Her character hosts a podcast, and they didn't use that as an opportunity to do the voiceover that the original show was known for? No, they did not. That nope. seems like that a bad stylistic choice. Les loves it. There was no I don't bother. Out. Yeah, Les puts on Facebook, like, and, was it, and just like that, you're like, I love it just like that. If you don't like it, come at me. So, and I'm like, No, nah. what I said like an army is, of, yeah. what I said is, <laughs> I like I said, I liked, and just like that, fight me. Fight me, yeah. I'm like, I'm not getting the fight. And then I said, (laughs) and just like that has been renewed, fight me. I'm ready to fight for, for, I'm ready to fight for SJP. Yeah, the thing is, I haven't seen the show, so I really can't. It's not really fair for me to dislike it. You'd hate it. <laughs> You'd hate it. I should I, give it a shot. I'm like the one gay that didn't like the original show, so I knew I was going to hate the the follow up because the follow up looked even worse. Kurt, I'm going to be a friend and not and just tell you not to waste your time. You'd hate it. I did enjoy the original show sometimes. I thought Samantha was really funny. Yeah, she's but not she's in not in this. this. But Samantha's not there. No, no. I but thought she was pretty funny. Samantha. There's a new there's a new Samantha character though. Seema. You never know. I'm like. I just thought when they got to the movies, they were taking it too far. Anyway, here we uh, are. I'm locked in. I got my uh, seatbelt on. All right, so there's voiceover. So there's voiceover. We yeah. See bowling. <laughs> we see people bowling. And I even wrote, this mm-hmm. is a good opening. And then. They were cutting well, between all of these characters and all these couples. And at first, I thought that this is just like a story in one of her books because the main character is a writer. Um, but it was really setting up the movie, but I was like, they're introducing a lot of people in this movie. And then yeah, I was like, uh, I hope they slow down. And then she, then she said something that I actually was like, Oh my God, I believe this too. When she was talking about love and then she was talking about how people were too focused on finding a soulmate. And that was the problem. Yeah. Is that they were, and I was like, Oh my God, she's made perfect sense. Oh, yeah, I was going to try to remember that. That seemed like good advice. Yeah. It, that was when she said, you, like, you know, there's, like, people go on these dating apps and they're trying to look for people who have the exact same interests. Yeah. Instead, you open yourself up and then you could find someone who compliments you. 
I yeah. I just yeah. thought it was a big thing for the main character of this movie to say, considering that has kind of been the premise of every Hallmark movie up until this point. Yeah. Yeah. To find someone to find someone who has the exact same interests. Or or just the like yeah. uh, you know, every Hallmark movie they're pushing someone to find their soulmate. Well, and not only oh, okay. find your soulmate, find your soulmate and then give up your life for mm. that person. Yeah. Mm. Give up your goals. Give up your goals and dreams for, you know, for your soulmate. So, yeah, I was like, we're right. You, look at you, Hallmark. Um, This is progressive right out of the gate. And then it said, and then we get to that plant shop and someone says about, they start talking about the, the digital classified. Yes. And they talk about somebody wrote and they said they want to see pics feet. So there's a foot fetish thing. It's probably Quentin Tarantino. But someone was writing stuff about that, like they wanted to have, they were requesting pictures of feet. I missed that joke. That actually yeah. is pretty progressive for Hallmark to put that joke in there. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, so then we see one of our protagonists, Taylor, and she's working in a flower shop and she's talking to her assistant. And the Hannah, assistant right? is like, yeah. Yeah. And she's multitasking, which is funny because it's like, you know, total. And they mentioned, oh, well, this is a Gen Z thing because she's like totally like working while texting and getting everything done mm-hmm. properly. And then I like this because then they then we see like a shoplifter and then they come up with this way to like shame shoplifters, which I thought was cool, too. Yeah, and, I guess you could do that. Is that I guess that's legal. Yeah, she was like basically doing like an uh, not an email blast, some kind of social media blast saying this is the shoplifter. I I did feel like there's this app that everyone in the movie is using and is sort of central to the plot of the movie called Classify. And it essentially just seemed like a nicer version of the Nextdoor app. Right. Do you know what Nextdoor is, Kurt? Do they have that on the East Coast? I'm on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on that. You know, like, stuff other just devolves. It goes from, like, somebody stole my packages to, like, all of a sudden it just devolves into, like, horrible racist fights. (laughs) Oh, I don't see racist fights. I don't look at it too much. I have to, like, log. I don't have it on, I don't have the app. I I have to, like, log on and see it. Um... And then, you know, so, and then we, so there's the flower store, then we jump over to the bookstore, and the bookstore is called Between Two Covers. And, um, that's cute. And the Zach, who's at the bookstore, is looking, um, to make, well, Zach and Margot, his coworker, are looking up for ways to like make changes at the bookstore. Well, Zach doesn't work at the bookstore. Zach is there, like he's trying to do a mural for the wall there. Oh, that's right. You're right. And so, uh, Margot is the manager of the bookstore, and she's talking to Zach, and she's saying how the the owner has like a very rigid way that he wants to do things, and so. Zach is going to do the mural, but Margot can't guarantee that the owner is going to like it because he just has like a specific way he wants things done. And Margot went on a rant about, hey, just because I'm single and trying to do these activities like joining a bowling league doesn't mean that I'm like out looking for a relationship. Why? Why? Just because I'm single, does that have to mean I'm looking for a relationship? Right, which not only did I agree with that, I, I like the fact that Margot is single and instead of complaining about it, she's looking for hobbies and things to do to get herself out there. Yeah. Well, that's great. 
Because normally these movies are like the woman's kind of whining about being. She's either she's either bitter or just throws herself into work or she's whining about being single. And Margot's like, well, hey, I'm a woman with a job and management position. And guess what? I want to go out and like put myself out there and have a good time too. Yeah. Good for her. I like that. So, so then she we, wants bounce. Margot is really cute too. I liked her. I liked her hair. I yeah. liked her. I liked her hair color. I, I want my daughter to dye her hair that color. It's like a purple. Yeah. Um. So oh, so then we see some people in um, a bowling alley, a guy and a girl. And a bowling alley? No, it's at yes. a bar. It's this like a beer. Oh, bar at first they were in the bowling it. alley. At yeah. first they were in the bowling alley, and then they were in the bar. Yeah. Then in the bar, things just keep. Oh, we just. So much is happening. Because the way that they set it up at the bowling alley, which I thought was kind of clever and tricky, was at first in the beginning they showed them bowling, and while she was bowling, he was texting, and so they made it look like he was texting behind her back, but actually yeah. they were, he was gay and she was a lesbian and they were best friends. Yeah. Well, first they make it look like it's an interracial couple, yeah. but that's not really shocking. Then he's gay. And then, and well, that's not shocking. That's an Hallmark movie. But then a man and woman are friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a shocking thing. And I also no, noticed no, as they were talking behind, because we didn't, it wasn't super clear that she, so her name is Francesca or Frankie and the, uh, her Frankie friend, his name is Max. And they're talking and then behind them are extras. I'm like, oh my God, they even have lesbian extras behind them. <laughs> New Hallmark. Yeah. They're like, we're going all man. in. We are going all in. Um, yeah, I'm for it. And, oh, and so so then um, we go to our star, the person who was giving the voiceover, Amelia, and so she was talking, and um, we find out that her editor actually kind of wanted her to get with the times and incorporate social media into her book. Yeah, she's talking to the bartender at the hotel bar. Who, by the way, did you recognize him? He was uh, in. I, I think I did. He was in that really terrible uh, Hallmark movie set in Hawaii that we watched a few months ago. Oh God! Oh God! Okay. He was the that. he was the the lead in that, but this he just had like a, a small part. Um. And, and so, you know, she's talking about how everything is, she's talking to the bartender, and like, you know, they're, the conversation's about how everything's superficial, how people are starving for companionship. Um, and then we cut to the flower shop, and uh, the woman, Taylor, is like gonna close the flower shop down early. And, and um, then we, we find out well. We find out her br her brother blew her off for dinner, right? Yeah, and then Taylor wants to go home and have takeout and watch uh, watch her stories, right? And she's she's like, or maybe I'll have a life. Well, that's a life. That sounds nice to me. Sounds relaxing. And and then we cut back to the bar, and oh, yeah. Uh, um, Things start getting I'm, really sublime. Well, no, she's she's on this app. So the so this woman, uh, 
what's her name? Amelia, Amelia Bloom. Yeah. She's on this app. She's just kind of like, I get, what was she doing? She wanted access to people's lives. She said she was just yeah. kind of like on this app, like fishing. And she starts talking to a guy and she goes, she wants this. And then she's waiting for the guy to show up. And then her son shows up. He's a motherfucker. He's, he's showing up to go on a date with his mother. Now yeah. that's something I expect to see in a Hallmark film. that's really going out there what's the next thing isn't there a movie they're gonna have with people with down syndrome like that's they the you know because that's that's the next step they can't go any further but i think that's great though that they're saying you know what we are everybody deserves love that's what they're saying i think it's i mean i I think it's amazing there's no boundaries they're they're going out into the solar system but but I loved it when the sun showed up because the bartender had like the bartender know, figured it out before they did. Yeah, what was going well, on? We all did. I, I don't yeah. know. She didn't figure it out. And, and the bartender's like, "Uh oh, oh shit!" <laughs> I I actually what this movie did a really good job as as they were because they did weave in a lot of characters in this movie. I think the movie get, did a good job of slowly peeling back the onion and making you think one thing, and then you it it's revealed to be another. You know, because we, we, we think that, oh, she's going to go on a date and this cute young guy shows up who you've seen earlier in the movie, but you don't realize, oh, it's her son. Right. <laughs> and so then, he, so then, of course, he's, he's like poor guy. horrified. And, and you don't this realize like really until uh, like a few, a few beats in that like, oh, the little brother that blew off Taylor for dinner is this same guy. Right. This poor right. guy. I hope that's never happened to anybody. The poor guy's like kind of insecure. Like he's like a, he's he's really shy about asking on a girl, and he shows up. He shows up to the bar, and it's his mom. It's like, oh so, my so God. his mom, who hasn't up. seen in a few years, by the way. Right, five yeah. years. Yeah. Five years. Because um, why? Because her husband's dead. I see dead people. So so meanwhile, yeah. his sister Taylor decides that she's going to answer one of these classified things as well. Mm-hmm. And so then she goes to a coffee house to meet her date and she was meeting her date, Frankie. And so she was looking for a guy named Frankie, but Frankie wasn't a guy. Frankie was a no. girl. First she approached a guy. She's like, are you Frankie? Yeah. And then when he I said, no, she kept asking him more questions. <laughs> Yeah, she's like she she should have said, "Can I sit down anyway?" Yeah, but I like the fact that yeah. you know she shows up. She and Frankie end up meeting up, and at the time she wasn't identifying as a lesbian, but at the same time she was actually so, open to go out with a woman. She's so. Here's my question. So I think she would be considered pansexual. Probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think which, it was which, just the yeah. I think I think it was just the fact though that that when this happened though it wasn't even like on her radar. But and I also like that even though it wasn't on her radar, they didn't make a big deal about it either. I wish they would have made a teensier bit bigger deal about it than they did i felt like it was way too convenient that she was totally okay with it was never freaked out by the oh i've never been into women but i yeah i guess i'm gonna go on a date with one and maybe go on several dates with one that like 
you know, her big freak out later in the movie is just like, oh, I don't know that I'm ready for anyone. Well, anyway, Jason, but that's actually a generational thing because like kids like- I don't, I see what you're saying. And I definitely think that, I I feel like younger generation, they are much more open and it's it's a different world. I, I totally get that. But I feel like- they're still growing up in a world, for better or for worse, that, you know, the quote-unquote normal thing is to be in a heteronormative relationship. And to not even for a split second say, like, I don't know that I want this. Or maybe I do. Like, she doesn't even really question it. But, but then you did mention no. she did have a little freak out later. But not about her sexuality. Well, for me, a different world is that show with Dwayne Wayne with the flipped up uh, mm-hmm. sunglasses. Yes. But she did freak. She was a little bit when she was she was a little reluctant to tell her mother about it. So there was a little bit of caginess about that. But again, that and wasn't. I don't think that. that I don't think that was the same sex of it all. I think that was the. I don't no. tell my mom anything because we haven't spoken in five years, and she doesn't deserve to know any details about my life. Yeah, but she also, it was like kind of a big, she was a little bit reluctant like to tell her Hannah, her, her employee, her, her and her she was a little, little yeah. reluctant to tell her, her brother. I'm seeing, actually, it's a she. You know, so. I thought, like I said, if it's a pansexual situation, that's the way it read to me. Basically, <clears throat> I looked up the, made sure to look up the real definition of pansexual so I know what I'm talking about. Yes. But it's like she was, she was open to... Um, I have it right here. My dog. Oh, I know I lost it. So okay. Well, anyway, it's basically. Um, we should know what it is. A pansexual is not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. It's the so. Person. It's the person, or or you know I don't know. Yeah, that's where she seemed to be at. Um, Which I admire that. So 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 then we cut back to Amelia. She goes to the bookstore. She meets Margot. Um, her and Margot like hit it off. Uh, then we find out that since she's been away for so long, a lot of stuff has changed because she's looking for this jewelry store. But Margot informed her that you know that jewelry jewelry store hadn't been around in a few years. And then I was like, "Oh, are they gonna do this?" Because um, Amelia asks, all out of the blue, asks Margot for um, a glass of water so that she could take her vitamins. And I was like, oh, my God, is she dying? Is this going to be a movie about a dying uh, woman? Oh, see, my mind didn't I, even go there. Yeah, my yeah. my mind went to, oh, my God, are they tackling opioid addiction in this movie? <laughs> oh, my God, it'd be too much. Oh, that'd come be amazing. on. Drugs have got to at least wait until 2023. They can't give us everything at once. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought she might die, though. I thought if this was a real movie, that's probably what would happen. But I, I thought a Hallmark movie, they're not going to go that far. No. Um, but, but still, I was like, whoa, because we don't – We normally in Hallmark movies, we either see the person is dead or – but we don't see the person or the person is already far gone in their illness. Yeah. But we don't see someone who like their illness is like 
oh, this is kind of ambiguous and it could be fatal for all we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the well, deaths I, are normally yeah. like like the her husband slash the kid's father in this movie that we we never really find out how he died, but we know he died five years ago and right. Amelia kind of got freaked out by it and just left town. Right. She hightailed it. But I like that too, because she was yeah. just like they like they like their stakes. Like their yeah. stakes, they really raised the stakes. And and know? they let one of their main characters do what argue, arguably is the wrong thing to do in the situation. Like they, they let that be a character trait that actually defines who she can become. And, you know, and part of it too, I think that what added insult to injury is she ran away and then I think became really famous. Like she was probably, I wasn't sure if she was famous before she left, but she became really famous. She was because they had a really nice house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty nice. She was really famous. Yeah. Um, and so then we find out, or did we, we already, we found it that Frankie is a doctor. And well, also we, we find out that Margot's boss knows Amelia from back in the day, Brian. Yes. Yes. But Brian is still not liking the mural. Right. And so then, um, Oh, so then we go back to the flower shop where um, she's talking about how she met, you know, how she met Frankie. And the assistant is like, well, you know, you need to get out more because you work too much. And, like, you're letting your work, like, consume your life. You're not having a life. You need to get out and get one. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we're at the flower shop, Amelia stops by and Taylor is pissed. And she yells at Amelia. And and then it was soon after this that we find out that Amelia has heart issues. But we but Taylor doesn't know that yet. No. No. But we yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, oh. So um then the Margot kind of Margot's kind of stalking Amelia. Well, yeah, yeah. She's a, Amelia know. steps outside. Margot's just like hanging out there, right? But Margot's um, like a like a book a book nerd, so she's like a super fan of Amelia and the fact that Amelia, who Margot doesn't know, is uh, Zach's mom, and Margot doesn't know yeah. that her boss knew Amelia. So Margot's just a fan of Amelia's writing, right? So so then so then this is this is like. You know, another progressive uh, Hallmark conversation because then Frankie's talking to her friend. I forget. What was her friend's name? Max. Gay guy with- Matt? So- Max. Max. No, I think so- Max, yeah. So then Max and Frankie are talking, and then Frankie's like, well, I like her, but I'm not sure if she's into women. And then mm-hmm. Max is saying, well, you know, be careful. You don't want to – you don't want to – go after someone who you don't know is, is whether or not she's into women, yeah. which I was like, we would have never had this conversation on Hallmark like three years ago. <laughs> you know? No. Interesting. And it's so, like that movie, uh, Kissing, Kissing Jessica Stein. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The woman gets 
she gets in a relationship with a woman, but then she finds out she's not she's not actually gay. So so then we cut back to the flower shop where um, uh, Taylor is telling Hannah, her her worker, that that she's dating a woman, which Hannah was supportive about. And then we mm. see Amelia. And Amelia goes into the doctor's office for a doctor's appointment. And her doctor walks in, and it's Frankie who's dating her who's interested in her daughter. So I was like, wow, okay, this is like getting convoluted, but not bad. I I thought Dr. Frankie was a good doctor, and I haven't really witnessed this kind of um, tough love because she's like, listen, asshole. You have a heart problem. You got to stop drinking. You told me you were going to have support around you. Your family aren't here. I thought she was going to give a slapper across the face, and it would have been justified. And so that's why we find out this is the real reason why Amelia came back to town. Yeah. Because, you know, you know she's ill and she needs to be around her family. And I was like, oh, my God, this is even bad. Like, this is really good. Yeah, but she's not doing a great job. <laughs> but, yeah. This we saw at this point we see a move. So after all this, like you know, heavy for Hallmark stuff is happening, and after like they're showing way more depth than they've ever shown in a movie before. Then they show a trailer for, and I didn't get the name of the movie, but some movie that's going to be on Hallmark in the next couple of weeks. What what is the name of the movie, Kurt? Oh, is it the one about the guy that needs to lose weight? Yes, warming up to you. (laughs) I I, I saw that too. The premise of that. Warming up to you. Yeah, the premise of that movie is is this guy that's like a movie star and he had let himself go and he's got to get back in shape for next movie so he's got some retreat with this female trainer and basically it's this like very traditionally boringly handsome hallmark guy but they put like a fat belly on him so he looks perfectly chiseled except for his belly and they show like the belly and he's doing sit-ups and it looks absurd hallmark is like they're like baby steps yeah. Jason, baby steps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. One, two, one step forward, two steps back. It, it's basically the chaser for this movie. For anyone that, like, you know, they they drink this one down and it goes down too hard. This uh, this baby, or, you know, the, the belly fat movie is the, is the chaser to make it go down smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That was ridiculous. <laughs> That commercial was played like three times uh-huh. during this thing. And I, right. I sort of didn't pay attention the first time. The second time, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because they, they show him sitting down and it literally was like a be- just a belly. Like yeah. that was it. Yeah. Like like when like on soap operas where the woman is like glamorous and she's pregnant and they, they just put a little belly on her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's got like this flawless body other than the little belly with the baby in it. Oh, so then we see Zach and he's having lunch with Amelia and they're catching up and he's telling Amelia how actually like he's feeling kind of stifled art wise. And then we find out that the, the dad actually sounded like he was kind of a cool guy. And I guess this is where we kind of, you know, uh, Amelia was having drinks before but this is where we realize that Amelia, I guess, was this hard partying woman because the bartender first, like, she ordered the Shirley Temple from the bar. And the bartender's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then she's having lunch with the son. And the son is like, wait, wait, 
what? You're drinking tea? You never drink tea. So we get the idea that she's like this hard partying woman. And they kind of laid that out earlier when she's sitting at the the bar with the guy from the Hawaii movie. She was on like her second or third martini. And martinis are strong. A gin martini at that. Yeah. She likes it. She's a wild woman. Um, so, so, uh, oh, and so then the owner of the bookstore shows up and Amelia is like really happy. And we find out that they had a past as well. Yeah. Now we also see that, um, uh, Frankie visits Taylor at the flower shop. And, and she lets her know because, well, Frank uh, Taylor thought that Frankie had ghosted her, but she didn't ghost her. She had to she had to go to the hospital to deal with Taylor's mother. She didn't know it was her mother, but that's why. And then she asked her out on a real date that they're going to go walk somewhere, hike. hike. Yeah, yeah. Hallmark is big on the hiking lately. Have you noticed that? Yes, yes, yes. They they all of a sudden, well, it's healthy. Oh, so, so then we cut back to Brian, who was the owner of the bookstore, and we find out that Brian, like they were, I guess they would have been friends in high school. They knew each other in high school. No, they dated or came close to dating in high school. That, yeah, they never dated, and then she got asked out by the guy that ended up being becoming her husband. Right, and they hadn't seen each other since high school. We, find out, so, we also find out that Brian is D-word. Divorced. Yes, they actually said it. Yes. He chose the bookstore over saving his marriage, he said. Yeah, because he was an accountant and then went through a career change and, be, and bought the bookstore. And he said he was going through a midlife crisis. And so then even, then even Brian, I guess, so I guess she was a hard drinker in high school yeah. because Brian's like, what are you drinking? And she's like, a Shirley Temple. And Brian's like, wait, what? You? <laughs> and, then, and then like he knew immediately, it's like, oh, is it a health thing? Basically, like, uh, yeah. yeah, you're not stopping on your own. <laughs> and so then um, we cut back to, to Frankie and Taylor, and Taylor's kind Do of like, ever. you know, I don't know what I, this is new for me, so I'm not sure, I don't know. And then Frankie's being pretty patient, and then they did the ultimate this is not your old-fashioned hallmark. They just started kissing. Yeah. Yeah, that's Which a one-hour point. That's exactly one hour. Way over. Like, like, that would have been stunning even if this were a straight couple Yeah, for a hallmark movie. Like, yeah. they, they don't normally, like, let a kiss happen unless it's really, truly been earned. And this is not the point in a hallmark movie where that kiss is normally earned. And I think that, like, now with Hallmark movies, I'm kind of like Pavlov's dogs because they started kissing, and I immediately looked to see, like, how much longer we had in the movie. Same. (laughs) Yeah, and it was exact midpoint. And it was a pretty big kiss, too. It wasn't like a little peck. It was a kiss. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a kiss. I I, I should give the heterosexual uh, perspective on this. Oh, yes, please do. Okay, okay, um, it was hot. That's all I got. No, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it is it is kind of hot, but I, I liked the um, I, I like those ladies. I don't really know why it's hot, but it, you know, just just it just uh, kind of is. I, 
you know, as a gay man, when there's two attractive men making out, I find that hot too. I think that's normal. And and I think any straight people watching, if it's an attractive couple, they find it hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so then we cut to dinner. Amelia's having dinner with Brian and she's telling him, you know, she's catching him up on things and she tells him that, yes, she was gone for five years, but she didn't intentionally set out to be gone for five years. And, um, yeah, they're kind of, they kind of keep, I wouldn't say tiptoeing, but they can't kind of keep sort of dancing towards this idea of she left because she was grieving her husband right. and she was in such pain that she knew she wasn't going to be any good to help her kids get through this. So she just got out of there because she was basically too scared to deal with anything. Right. But mm, then she, during this conversation decides that she's going to kind of make up for things. And so Zach uh, was living, her son was living mm. in the family home and so she decides, guess what? I'm moving back into the house, too. Her kids were adults also when mm -hmm. she left. I'm yeah. Yeah. Old. They were. Yeah, they, they were. She, in fact, they say that in the movie at one point. But yeah. I get it because they she left and they hadn't seen her in five years. And, you, like she, you know, if we're to guess their ages, let's say on the high end, because Taylor's the older one. Let's say on the high end, she's 32. Yeah. So that that means that that mom left when she was twenty seven and Zach was probably like twenty five. Yeah, but I think that their problem okay. wasn't that she left. Their problem was that she left and like never made an effort to see them. Yeah. In fact, mom no. like the uh, Amelia missed the grand opening of Taylor's store, the flower yeah. shop. Yeah. She's a little like Olivia Olivia Coleman in the Lost daughter although she just like leaves her husband or little kids so she's not really like her but and then they ask her how did you feel when you left your little kids and your husband she's like, i felt wonderful <laughs> i don't know i had to get that out of my head oh so then, now i'm free so, so now that <laughs> amelia moves to the house she fesses up to her son uh i had a heart attack which have we ever seen this on a homework movie Certainly not. I don't know that we've no. had a character that has a, a heart attack in a regular Hallmark movie, and certainly not one that's like had a heart attack and kept it from their family. Right. And not a woman. I don't think we've ever had a woman have a heart attack. And, you know, I think maybe. Well, no, she kept have... it. Well, yeah, no, she kept it from him. She had them as her uh, emergency contacts. Maybe that, maybe that was a but new development. But then weren't they. I could see her, though, having the heart attack, but it being minor enough for her to be like, no, 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 don't call them. I'm in the hospital. I made it. Well, no, she didn't have the heart attack there in in that town. She had the heart attack and then reached, like, decided, I'm going to go back there and do recovery there, so I'm going to find a doctor. Oh, okay. And then she reached out and actually met with Frankie before she, like, let anyone know she was back in town. Right. Oh, okay. And that's why she put mm. she was basically being optimistic, like, hey, I'm going to reconnect with my kids. They should be the, con the main contacts because they live here. Right. Mm. So, so then we find complicated life. Then we find out more about the dad. The dad actually sounds like a cool guy. Um, 
And so, Andy. And so, so then I guess the brother and sister had like a weekly, like a family dinner thing. Yeah. So the sister was, you know, sister was coming home for family dinner and she walks in and sees Amelia there and finds out Amelia staying there and then she gets pissed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then um, uh, they go. Who, so who goes bowling? Oh, um, uh, well, Taylor and Zach. It's kind of weird. And Zach. Well, it's weird because the mother cooked for them and then he just like they just leave the mother behind. Of course, uh, what comes around goes around and they just go bowling and leave her with her food that she cooks well i think he did that because he was like talking her down and she was so upset that he was like let's just go Actually, he had every right to do that you know i mean seriously is the mother really gonna complain you left me uh mom um yeah i i think there's probably a beat that we just don't see where he calls her yeah. and says hey i'm i'm talking her off the ledge we're not gonna be here for dinner but l- let me let me just cool her down and hopefully i can bring you two together so, that would work. So, so they go to the bowling alley, and then Margo's at the bowling alley. And, oh, so, and, and the bowling alley actually looks fun. Looks like a really good time. And so they run into Margo, <laughs> and Zach is, like, getting a little flustered. And so then at, when Margo leaves, Taylor's like, ooh, she likes you. What was really Arthur, where uh, like, uh, the 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 butler says Eliza Minnelli. He's, there's some line like he goes, "Yeah, so the, you're the you're the you're the type of woman I would meet at a bowling alley, <laughs> something like that." And then you're the caliber of woman I meet at a bowling alley. So here we go. He's meeting yeah. people bowling alleys. And th- and then this is where Amelia breaks the news to Zach. Well, by the way, Zach, I'm dating a woman. You mean and Taylor breaks so Taylor hot. breaks the news to Zach. Oh, Taylor breaks yeah. Taylor breaks the news. Well, who did you say did it? He said Amelia. Oh, sorry, Taylor. Uh, Ma- Taylor Mom is coming out at a late age in life. Oh, I think nice. that's going to be next for Hallmark. Yeah. That would actually um, make a good story. Yeah, it would. Sure and would. Then, and then once again, Zach could, like didn't have any issues with it. He's like, okay, whatever makes you happy. But then they get a call, and Amelia's in the hospital. Yeah. And so we find out. This is so. This is like so. Taylor and Zach go in, and this is when they find out everything. That you know, Amelia yeah. had had a heart attack, and this All time she was having table. panic attacks. But then Amelia's doctor walks in, and Taylor is like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Because it's Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> and Taylor is not happy. And, and Zach at this point knows of Frankie, and then when she when Taylor says Frankie, Zach does the math. You see his face, like, "Oh shit, this is happening right, right now." But then, and Frankie and the mother figures, Amelia figures this out pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, but what I okay, so this is the part that okay, I'm gonna admit, this is the part that I actually cried on because Jeez. Taylor leaves in a huff. Then it's a little awkward, and then Frankie's like, you know what? I've got to go do something, but goes after Taylor. Mm-hmm. But then they break the so, – so then at first they were trying not to tell Amelia, and Amelia's like, wait, you know, I get a vibe from them. And then Amelia's like, oh, wait a minute. Are they seeing each other? 
And then I cried in the part because Emil- Amelia was like, because they said something and Amelia was like, uh, she's dating a doctor. And so she didn't give a shit about whether Frankie was a guy or a girl. She just cared that Frankie was a doctor. Yeah. I, I, I really like that moment. I also like that, like, after Frankie followed Taylor out of the room, Taylor's kind of bitching about her mom or whatever, be, just being a baby. And Frankie completely calls her out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she said, you're being, what she said, you're being pessimistic or something like that, cynical. and that doesn't suit you. You're being cynical. Yeah. Cynical, cynical, yeah. that doesn't suit you. And then Hannah break, does the Hallmark thing and just breaks up with her. You mean and, Taylor does? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Taylor breaks up. Taylor breaks up with Frankie. Frankie. Yep. And then, um, then oh, then Taylor's talking to Hannah, and Hannah actually kind of sets her straight too. Yeah. Hannah's basically yeah. like, not all of us have moms. I see dead people that right. are there for us. And like, you know, some of us are just looking for a strong female presence in their lives that they can look up to, you know, basically call it, call it the game of like, Hey Taylor, I work for you because you know, I actually look up to you and that's why, that's I why I do again. such a good job here. Yeah. Then I cried again. Did you cry at that? Yeah, no, because then ta- then Taylor went to Hannah, you know what? You're like one of the best people I know. Yeah, and then I was like, "God damn this movie, making me cry." It's not even over. Blubbering away. Did you like, did you cry over. at Hannah's suggestion of a ten percent coupon in the classify app? No, I didn't cry at that. But that was good business, though. Yeah, it was. So then we're back at the bar with Matt and Frankie, and um, he's basically, you know, like, "Girl, I got your back." Whatever, you know, mm-hmm. being just being. Being the supportive friend. Um, She's sad. I like her eyebrows. I, I like her eyes. She had, she had her really nice eyes. Oh, so, so, so then Amelia, so Zach had told Amelia about like his issues with the mural and how like the owner, before he knew it was Brian didn't like it and then he wasn't sure about his artistic ability and he was kind of having doubts and Amelia you know Amelia kind of talks him down yeah she gave a nice pep talk actually and and so so but so then we're back at the we're back at the bookstore and he's completing the mural and actually he kind of had, was reinvigorated, and the mural looked good. It was weird a little bit, though, because the mural was just, you know, it's basically showing, like, all the people in this community that, you know, would benefit from this bookstore. And it's, like, all the main characters in the movie. You've got, you know, uh, Frankie's profile is on the mural. You've got Max, who Zach has never met, by the way. You've right. got Margo on there. It's all these people. It's, like, the one person he didn't put on there that probably would make sense on a mural in a bookstore is his mother, the very famous author from that town right it's strange yeah like he has the cast and max comes in and sees it and isn't entirely surprised yeah and and then so then zach is starting to feel himself and so then he makes a move on he hits on margo and margo's happy about it Mm -hmm. feel himself so so uh 
Oh, and then the, one of the things I forgot to mention is back in the flower shop, Hannah actually was going, Amelia was having a big reading of her book and Hannah yeah. was going and didn't want to tell Taylor she was going, but ha- Taylor figured out that she was going. Yeah. And so this was like the big event in town today. Yeah, the book signing. And so then Frankie gets an invite from Amelia and shows up with Max. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor shows up. Because the, the reading starts, then Taylor shows up, and everybody basically makes up. So, so then Amelia, kind of, like she before she does the reading, she gets really confessional and starts telling all these fans of hers about how she's been a shitty mother and like abandoned yeah. her kids and stuff. It's it was a really good monologue though. Yeah, but I like it because she copped she she copped to it. She's like, I had a part in this. I was not a good mother, but I'm gonna change yeah. and you know I'm gonna get my shit together and. Be a good mother. And then she starts I reading. So too. I think it works. She starts reading an excerpt of excerpt from her book. And they cut away right after we hear her say the words, her right nip. <laughs> <gasps> so then I was like, that. what kind of book is this? Her right nip. Chapter one, her right nip. So then we go to, I guess maybe it's a few weeks later or a few months later. <laughs> um, it's like Sunday dinner. Um, everybody's coming the whole cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that mom is like having sex every night. The, yeah, the, it's wildly that. implied that she's sleeping with Brian because she hasn't been home in a few nights. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was revolutionary too because she says... He's not my boyfriend, so they make it clear this is casual. They're not even like in a committed relationship, as as she's saying it. But they're just getting, they're just bumping uglies. And, and then Taylor is like, "Well, Zach told me." So then Amelia's like, "Well, I need to go and have a little talk with Zach." And then she goes in the room and says, "Zach, I need to talk to you." And Zach goes running away. <laughs> she goes, and she yells at him. Right? Have you been telling people I'm bumping uglies? Right. He gets out of ear range. So, so, so this then, is kind of a this is this family lacks some boundaries. I have to, I will say that. So, so I, I would I would argue against that. Mom was gone for five yeah. years. There, there, there was a huge years. boundary of space and time. Five years, right? Well, that's a big boundary. But she then she's showing up at the. But now now things are a little mixed up, messed up. She's showing up at the house. I live here now. Well, all right, yeah, okay. It is well, her house. Yeah. All right. Uh, Okay, but you know. So so then Frankie comes over, and then. Awesome. And then this is then this is Kurt's favorite part. This weirdo stops by. It just just bursts through the door. And then it seems like Eddie Eddie Grant or something like that. Well, Eddie Grant is going to rock on down to Electric Avenue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so then, the last 30 seconds of the movie. So then Frankie turns to Taylor and says, oh, my gosh, Max would love this guy. 
Yeah, the the, the last inning, the, the last stretch, oh, they hooked Max up to somebody. I, I, I don't know where I was because, like, I saw the beat after that where there's a lesbian kiss to end the movie. And I did feel like the one person that didn't get, like, resolution in this movie is this guy, Max. Well, no, because at the very end, because she's yeah. like, Max would love this guy. And then at, at the very end, they're all at the table. And then the guy that bursted in and Max, like, cheers each other. I miss that completely. But Max is there. Okay. They hit it off. So everybody hooked up. Everybody, including Max, hooked up in this movie. Okay. Every kettle. No, Hannah. What about Hannah? Poor Hannah. Was she even there? I don't. Was she? She had to have been at family dinner. She's more. She's more family with Taylor than than Max is with anyone. True, uh, I think she would, but yeah. So 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 um, so she probably was there because the family dinner did look like it was fun. Well, she hooked up with the cater waiter. Oh, the, or the uh, the the bartender guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, the bartender. That's yeah. good. Okay. But yeah, I loved this movie. I really did. I thought it was good. I definitely thought it was a, like a huge break from what they've done before. So definitely admirable. I'd say and, it was good. And, and this was, yeah, so this rates, this rates up there with, yeah, a shoe addict's Christmas. I don't know. I still like that Time Machine movie. What was that one? Oh, that's up there too. I, I the really like that. That was probably my favorite Hallmark one. The one with one of the with Tia or Tamara, one of the. the oh no, that well, that yeah. was good too. But no, there was the no. one with the um, Katie Finlay who was on How to oh, Get Away with yeah, Murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, yeah, that yeah. one was that fantastic. One yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm glad that like Hallmark, they're actually you know, uh, so out of all of the clunkers we watch, we actually do get some diamonds in the rough for sure. Yeah, they do some good work. Um, yeah, so no, I, I really like this one a lot. Um, so, and I guess we're going to need, we're going to need to talk once this is over, because I just realized a week from tomorrow, I will be embarking on a pseudo Hallmark movie of my own, because I will be going to Ireland a week from tomorrow. Okay. So, so... We'll deal with that. Exciting. I, I'm actually getting excited. I'm actually getting excited because I'm going to be there a long time. I'm going to be there until like mid-May. Wow. Yeah? Yeah. Right now, it's like almost mid-April. Yeah. So you're going to be there for like three weeks. I'll be there until like the 15th of May. Okay. Um, but... Uh, uh, so I'm looking forward to some adventures and shenanigans. What can I say? <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you'll be in a coffee shop where they'll be moving seats around around you because that's, yeah. that's happened on the previous episode. Oh, that's right. in Ireland. If, if people were to follow your shenan- shenanigans oh, in Ireland, Les, how could they do that? You can you can follow my shenanigans in Ireland on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Jason. 
Uh, please rate and review our podcast on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us uh, on or through. Please give us five stars. It lets more people know about the show, and that way we can find more audience. Uh, you can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Oh, you can find me on KurtFitzpatrick.com, Kurt with a K. I'll be updating that. I've done some recent appearances on the Shelf Shedding movie show, so you could uh, check that out. And that's about it. And I know that we have a lot of overseas listeners, so if we do happen to have any Irish listeners, I'm going to be taking my show, The Real Black Swan, to uh, the Dublin International Gay Theater Festival, and I will be doing my show, The Real Black Swan, there May 1st through 8th at the Teachers Club. And for more information, you could go to www.dublininternationalgaytheaterfestival.ie for Ireland. And I guess that's it. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.